good morning, good afternoon, evening, whatever time it is where you are. Welcome to the Enterprise Endpoint Experts Podcast, E-Cubed. I'm your co-host, Bill Burnett, and with me is my other co-host, Amy Casto. Good morning, Amy. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Good, good. And we have a special guest today, uh, noted configuration manager expert, Microsoft MVP, uh, and he has many other titles as well. Most people just know him as Johan, uh, Johan Arwidmark. Good morning, Johan. Hi, Bill. How are you? Good, good. So first off, congratulations to Amy and Johan, who are now officially married. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so you guys had an amazing honeymoon. Uh, you got married, I believe, a week before Friday. And what did you do for your honeymoon? We went to uh, Microsoft Ignite conference. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was our what honeymoon. you geeks do? <laughs> it is like a dream honeymoon, right? You're in a vacation spot and you're at the biggest tech conference. Uh, well, one of the biggest tech conferences around. I mean, I've always enjoyed conferences all my life, presenting, speaking, but Ignite will always have a very special place in my heart because it was not only our honeymoon, it was actually the very conference I met um, Amy at the first Ignite. And uh, oh, really? Yeah, oh, here wow. we are. Wow. So, yeah, I, I haven't heard this. When, wait, when did you meet? So the, the first Ignite or are you going back to TechEd? Well, no, we no, had first. known each other kind of online-ish, you know, through uh -huh. community posts and blogs and what have you. Um, certainly, I would always share from Facebook uh, the deployment research posts. I had no idea that it was just Johan at the time when I first found him. And I was mm -hmm. always like, hey, this is so cool. Um, but we hadn't actually met face to face until Ignite. And it was just on a whim after one of the sessions. I was like, you know what? I should go up and introduce myself and you know, explain what I do and just thank him um, for his contribution. Because as, as many people will say, Johan's blog has really shaped my career and really helped me when I was stuck in really tough spots. And that really means a lot, you know, when, when you're trying to get home to your family or you're trying to get home to your life and you're stuck and here's somebody who has the answer and it's a quality answer and they're giving the advice away for free and they give feedback on the advice if, if you run into troubles. It was it was worth saying hello and, and saying thank yeah, you. For sure. Yeah, that, that is really huge when you're in a tech world. Like, oh, here's a resource that's not only good, but like the people in charge, which I guess at that time you thought it was people, but really it was Johan. Um, <laughs> this team of experts in uh, Johan's head would, would get back to you, right? If you have something, they're like, oh, well, try this. Yeah. And so you guys said hello. And then, um, and this was 2015, right? Wasn't that the first Ignite? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, that... And we kept in touch. Uh, one time I did ask him for help, and he said he didn't know that I should open up a, su a support case with Microsoft. Um, so I was so disappointed. Um, but that didn't deter me from asking him more questions in the future. Um, I think it was something along the lines of, I think I messed up everything. What do I do? <laughs> it wasn't very specific. It was just more like panic, like knock me off a ledge. And he wasn't quite getting it that I just needed a friend to talk me off a ledge. So he recommended that I call Microsoft. Yeah, that's a red flag when somebody says I've messed up everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
can I ask when your first date was, or is that is that too do much, or maybe you don't even remember specifically because you were just writing yeah. each other. Uh, well, what's kind of our um, another conference really um, back in um, MMS? Um, it was the the MMS that was that year after Ignite when MMS was still running in November. Um, we ended up actually spending more time face to face then. And I think we went out to dinner with Michael Nystrom, um, who was like, okay, who is this girl? Um, and, and I don't think that Johan or I had realized at that point that there was really anything there other than we were two geeks who love talking about Windows 10. Um, and I, I think maybe Michael saw it before we did. Um, but definitely the fact that a girl came along to dinner with them was certainly raising eyebrows. Um, it, oh it was God. a good dinner. Oh <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember um, earlier in the year, Amy, we were talking and you had mentioned something about how uh, you lived and breathed Config Manager. You're like, we talk about it at dinner. <laughs> yeah. so, that's awesome okay well congratulations again and so you were at ignite 2017 this year and what what were your overall impressions of the show big really big and a lot of running walking and running uh-huh yeah 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 you know i I know that the conference is big and I know that that deters a lot of people or other conferences like to use that as marketing for, hey, we're smaller, you don't have lines, you don't have to run around, but you're not going to get the amount of networking opportunity at any other conference than Ignite. And it's worth it just on that alone because you can network with the product team, with the engineers, with your peers. Um, this is where I often meet people that are running other blogs that I may have not heard about or may not know that this is the person that's behind a blog that has really helped me in troubleshooting or now in, in helping others. Um, so to me, I, I don't really care or notice that it's big. I just see a huge networking opportunity. Okay. And I lost some weight too. I probably lost two pounds from going <laughs> <laughs> here between session rooms. From running around? Uh, depending on how you, uh, how fast you walked. But, oh, so. I, okay. Yeah. I will say that crowd control in the walking back and forth from building to building was super efficient this year. I, I, it didn't feel like there were over 30,000 people there. No, I sure. mean, the first Ignite was terrible. It was lines and lines and lines, but this time they nailed it. So that was good. Nice, nice. So then let's talk about big announcements. What was what was the top announcement, you would say, in the configuration manager world? The biggest announcement happened on Monday, and that was the announcement about being able to co-manage devices, starting Windows 10, 17, or 9, the 1709, uh, the creators fall update. Um, you will be able to manage a device from both config manager and standalone Intune at the very same time. So that, that was very cool. So what what changes are they making that make that possible? And what, what does that look like for an administrator? How does that change their world? So it used to be that it could be one or the other, but not both. So if you would register a device, register a device in config manager, it would pull it out of Intune. Um, I think Johan can give some more real world examples of that. Obviously, I haven't seen this in the real world. Um, no, the, the problem was that prior to 1709, you could only have one provider registered as the sort of a management service for a device. 
So it was simply not possible to have two of them doing this. Uh, it's also a challenge now for customers actually running the hybrid scenarios where you have some of your mobile devices and config manager hybrid connected to Intune because you have to get away from that if you want to use this new co-management because it requires standalone Intune. So they recently announced a tool that will help you migrate hybrid connected devices into the standalone one. So okay. it will be a little bit of work, but it's it's an interesting scenario that they enable. Interesting. So when, when you say a little bit of work, you mean a little bit of work to get it, to get things properly aligned. And then once you're there, you can manage the same devices from either environment. That is the concept, yeah. Okay, and we'll we'll watch that as it comes out. And I guess yeah, the concern would... in the past would be if you had policies that existed in Intune and policies that existed in Config Manager, which one would be the priority? That's what I was yeah. just going to ask. Who wins when they when they fight with each other? But I'm sure that will get worked out just as as anything else does, right? Usually, yeah, exactly. the, the last person to apply a policy wins if it's like the database world. <laughs> if they both have yeah. equal permissions, right? Yeah. One cool thing about Ignite is that all sessions are they're being recorded and they're made available to both attendees, but basically everybody else who wanted to see them afterwards as well. And there were a few sessions on co-management during Ignite. So if you haven't seen that, uh, so good opportunity to catch up on those sessions. Okay, awesome. So you can go online and uh, Channel 9, I imagine, is where you're going to want to go. Channel 9, they also push them these days to YouTube as well. Uh, okay. So both those scenarios. Okay. Fantastic. And there was also a new story about 25 years of history of Config Manager and a big video that I haven't watched. I kind of skipped through it and I didn't see Amy, but you're in it. Is that right? This is true. Well, I at least contributed to it. Uh, we'll see if I make the final cut. Um, but I talked a lot about my journey as a Config Manager admin, first starting off as a contractor, opening that console for the first time just my reaction, how I felt once I had things figured out. Um, I talked about a, a project that I was a part of where I had figured out how to migrate away from a, at the time, competing third-party solution. And I figured out how to get everybody to be managed by Config Manager. And it was, it was really just a couple days that I had to do it. Um, but I, I figured out how to do it and just how, how brave I had to be to go and tell um, my boss and, and boss's boss, I figured this out, you have to trust me, and it worked, um, and that just opened up the door to possibilities for me, um, just figuring out more and more of how Config Manager works, which really, you know, when you live and breathe Config Manager, it shapes your life when you, you know, when you get out of bed, a normal person thinks coffee, children, you know, <laughs> normal adult responsibilities, and I think collections and policy and all these silly things. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's totally shaped my life, but then also having a, a partner in crime who does the same thing. I mean, we live and breathe this every single day. Um, so it's it's something that I love, and, and I was glad for the opportunity to contribute to it. That's awesome. Okay, well, we'll look for that. And um, so, Amy, you were a speaker. You were there also as Adaptiva's technical evangelist, and you did some sponsor sessions with us, Stress-Free OSD with Win10 and Config Manager and five endpoint security best practices. You were also in a number of uh, non-sponsor events, such as Ask the Experts for uh, Windows 10 uh, deployment and servicing. This was your first year being in the Ask the Experts. How did it feel being an expert and being asked? 
it was very humbling um, <laughs> to be asked <laughs> to participate. Um, it, 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 it honestly came by because I just asked uh, Michael Niehaus why he hadn't invited any women um, to be on the panel because as, as history has, has played out, ask, the ask, experts are generally men because men dominate the industry. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, if you know anything about uh, Michael Niehaus is that he doesn't, um, he doesn't play favorites and he doesn't do things just to do them. Um, he invited me because he knew that I'd be able to answer questions. Um, so to be on this stage with people who live and breathe and are at super advanced, super plus plus level of config manager and to be able to understand what the audience was asking, even if I didn't get to the microphone fast enough myself, but to, to be like, yeah, that's, that's probably the answer I would have given or to even learn from them you know, on, on the stage, because there are certainly questions where I was like, I don't really know how I would answer that. And to just be sitting next to a person that's so brilliant and, <clears throat> and to have that answer, it was just awesome. Um, and then obviously I was able to give um, feedback uh, based on some of the questions, certainly the bias to UFI question was a big one. And as you know, I've spent some time working on sequences yes, that, that, <laughs> that, that enable that conversion and, and being able to say, hey, I've tested this. I I did this for you. Come and grab my card, and and I'll tell you how to how to get it. It's free for the community. You know, it was it's just it felt really good to be able to give back in more ways than one. Nice, nice. And Johan, you were also in that session, and um, for you, that's old hat because you're <laughs> you've probably been in that session since it began. I've been doing a few of them, yeah. But it's always nice to get these uh, live questions and have that large number of experts around you, often from 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 the Microsoft side of things also, it's typically the people that wrote the code or are very close to the people who wrote the code for, for that specific feature. Yeah, that is really sweet to have that kind of access. And yes. then there's another thing that you both as official speakers at Ignite wound up doing, which is showing up the Microsoft Windows 10 deployment booth and answering questions. Well, so what happens there? Basically, Microsoft says, here is our ask the questions about this stuff area, and here are people you can ask, and then people come up and ask you questions. Is that essentially it? They, they have... Uh... The expo area is not open the entire day, but it's open most of the day. So they always make sure that our people on staffing the booths uh, asking questions. So we all speakers, we get like time slots. Can you be here between nine and twelve that day? And so, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and was that pretty fun? What was that like? Was there a pretty steady stream of people coming up asking questions? It was. Uh, we always, there was basically no time off uh, the hours <laughs> we were there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just 10 of deployment these days, it's such a big topic. Right, uh, right. Everybody's doing it. Uh, I mean, I know that you guys have done your, your own surveys around how quickly companies are adopting uh, Windows 10, but it's an unprecedented, I've, I mean, I've been doing deployment my whole life. I've never seen such effort being made or be quick about getting Windows 10 deployed within organizations. I mean, obviously security drives this as well, but but still, it's, a, it's still. nice to see this kind of adoption. Speaking of Windows, let's talk about the Windows Insider for Business program, because I know you both spent some time with the Windows Insider team, and you were giving them feedback on the Windows Insider for Business program and talking about community building. Is that right? That That's is correct. Right. 
Um, the Windows Insider program is something that I've been a part of since the very beginning. Can't say if I actually joined it on day one or if it was a little bit after that, but it's something that I've been a part of for a long time. So I was really excited um, when I heard recently that they started the Insider for Business program because it gives um, businesses the opportunity to participate and to give feedback as well and in a different area. Um, I don't want to explain it wrong, um, but, but just the general understanding is that you want to be able to separate business feedback from consumer feedback um, because it is very important for the product teams to have an understanding of what matters most in each scenario. And there currently wasn't, wasn't a way to do that. Um, and what Johan and I are really passionate about is understanding not only OS deployment and best practices, but really understanding the capabilities of the operating system that you are deploying. Um, so we, we look forward to participating more with the Insider for Business program. So they're pretty committed and, to and it. Helping and helping IT pros understand it. Okay, and yeah. they see that growing. They, they, want, they want, so IT pros, be Microsoft wants you more involved. Uh, yeah. Johan, you did a whole mess of sessions. You started with a pre-day on Sunday, which was a five-session day. That's a full day of technical training on deploying Windows 10 using traditional and modern techniques, such as autopilot. So what, um, you know, first off, can you just tell us a little bit about autopilot, what it is, and, and, and what the interest was in it at, at your sessions? Well, first of all, Windows Autopilot is probably the biggest change Microsoft has been doing for deployment uh, in a very, very long time. What it all comes down to is that either you as an organization or the OEM that you work with, say HP, you pre-stage information about the device in, uh, in a cloud service. And you get the device shipped to you and you turn it on. And because it's pre-registered uh, in the cloud service, Starting with uh, Windows 10, 17, or 3, it's actually, and a certain update, I think it was the August update, uh, it will actually connect to that service if it exists and register and get it. It's basically, you put it under management. That's what you do. So the, the device becomes automatically enrolled into Intune and into Azure ID as well, basically allowing you to manage it from the moment it's turned on. And from the end user experience, what they will see is they, all right, I got a new machine, I've turned it on, provided my email address, I said yes to the license agreement, we can skip that now, but, and, and I have a ready-made computer that I can start working with immediately without IT having to actually pull down an image to it. Yeah, this is, this is what I'm wondering about. So do you, and does that look like it's gonna work pretty well and be pretty effective to the point where if a new machine comes in and it's got the appropriate level of windows on it, you know, enterprise, if that's what you need or whatever, then um, it should be possible to pull that into alignment with your corporate standards uh, without laying down a new image, is that right? To some extent, yeah. Um, some vendors, OEMs, they actually offer, also often offer you to send an image to them that they will use to pre-stage these devices. So that's another option as well. Uh, the core, I think, for a lot of organizations is to have the trust in the vendor that they will provide an image that is clean enough to work with. For example, if I would go into a Microsoft store, I would buy a Surface Pro. I'm not too concerned about there being a lot of crapware and other applications on it because I know it's going to be an okay Windows install. 
but over the years, various vendors have been providing all sorts of interesting software to machines that I really want, don't want to have uh, in an enterprise environment. So, but if they can provide an image that I'm happy with, uh, why not? Let's talk about uh, other modern features. So what, what else is, when you say traditional and modern, what else was on the modern side of that? Well, the only announcement I did this week was the co-management that we talked about and the Windows Autopilot program. So those are the changes. This, this is what they call modern deployment. Uh, but you still need to have the legacy uh, tools available. So you still need to be able to do bare metal deployment, say if a hard drive goes bad or something. You still need to be able to do a refresh if the machine doesn't behave. Replace when you're changing computers. You have data on the old one. It needs to get to the new one. You need to have those processes in place still. And you also have in place upgrades. Machines that you have already in your environment, they're just running either uh, not Windows 10 right now, they're on Windows 7, you want to go up, or you are on one Windows 10 version and you're ready to go to the next because these days you have to do that twice a year as an organization. And obviously you will not ship your machine back to the vendor every time there is a new version of Windows 10. So that's something you have to deal with internally. So modern deployment is not a uh, replacement for all the traditional type of doing deployments. It's an addition, something really that oh. makes sense for some scenarios. But these will live side by side for, I would say, a very, very, very long time. Okay, excellent, thank you. And then one, one more thing I'd like to ask you about before we sort of wrap up here, which is the uh, servicing Windows 10 in the real world. Now, I know this is, it's a very, it's it's an old topic in the sense that this comes up at every conference and the presentations are ongoing. I'm just wondering what are the biggest challenges or the most important things to explain uh, to people and, and has that changed at all over the past year? It's still in the realms of having to explain the processes that are changing for organizations. Having them to realize that you actually need to keep a test bed of computers. You can test upgrades of Windows 10 when they arrive because it's actually drivers and things that are changing as well. Um, it's kind of hard to summarize 75 minutes of <laughs> best practices, but <laughs> my, my best tip is to simply go online and check out that session because we did cover a lot of tips and tricks around servicing and options that you have to your disposal to, um, to try to do this. I think before we go, any any overall impressions of Ignite that you want to add before we wrap up here? If you have the opportunity to go to Ignite, definitely take it. Um, but don't despair if you can't go because sessions are recorded. And make sure you check them out, watch them over and over again. Come up with your list of questions and find a way to reach out to people who can answer those questions. Yes, and please, if you do go, uh, don't hesitate to come up and say hi, because we are very likely to be at the next Ignite, next Ignite also. Yes, and let's throw out some URLs. I know um, the work Amy does, she puts online and makes available at uh, adaptiva.com slash sccm-academy. And yeah. Johan, you are uh, putting uh, pretty much everything you're doing is available at deploymentresearch.com. Is that right? That's where I post most of my findings. And then, of course, we have all the videos here now on Channel 9 and the MyIgnite uh, Microsoft site. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Amy, before we go, do you have a would you rather question for Johan? I do have a would you rather. It's actually for both of you. We're all geeks here. Um, so you, I'll give you both an opportunity to answer, but here we go. Would you rather 
have Time Lord technology, so you can have full <laughs> granular control of how time works, or have the magical power similar to Harry Potter, Avatar, or The Last Airbender. You can pick one of those three to base your powers on, but you are not the Avatar. Oh my goodness, that was a tricky one. Tricky one. <laughs> uh, wow. It was easy for me. I, 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 would, I would have Time Lord powers. <laughs> yeah, same here. I always whine about not having enough time to do things. So. Plus, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, so I've put I've put a lot of thought into what I might do with Time Lord powers. Don't give nice. them to me. I don't think I'm. <laughs> I, I don't think the universe will be safe. <laughs> and what about you, Johan? Uh, you you essentially. Well, you'd start I, by crafting more time, but then pretty soon you'd probably own several planets. Yes, but, uh, yeah, Time Lord for sure. Yep. <laughs> okay, thanks so much for joining me this morning. You guys have a great day. You too. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Johan. Bye. Thanks. Bye.